0: Welcome to Broswatch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light.
1: And I am Marcus Sparks.
0: And today we are talking about S03E04 of Pretty Little Liars, Birds of a Feather.
1: Mm -hmm. We're back after a short little break and excited to talk about PLL again.
0: Always excited to talk about PLL. Mm -hmm. Uh, This episode opens in, I believe it's the Apple Rose Grill. Mm Mm-hmm the girls are collectively fi- finishing off a plate of what was probably like brownie
1: or something. Yeah. Some kind of dessert thing. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're talking about the Jenna thing.
0: Speculating on whether or not they believe Jenna thing about, uh, you know, her reasons and, and whatnot. Spencer thinks that Jenna's plan all along was to take Emily to Ally's grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hannah, like they argue a little and Hannah's like, I think it's just easiest for my brain. If we just assume she's not lying. <laughs> Because otherwise, it's like, what kind of weird convoluted mess would really be going on there?
1: This is a, a fascinating thing, because the way it's delivered, and like the fact that it comes from Hannah, it's really the writers kind of telling you, like, you can trust us. Yeah. Jenna's not lying here. Move on.
0: <laughs> Assume that what Jenna told you was true.
1: I really, I really like that. I mean, like, in reality, there's, like, no fucking way... <laughs> <laughs> they would let this go but it's like yeah you know what let's just take a break from Jenna for a moment here um mm-hmm. yeah so and they're crossing Jenna off the new A list uh and then so that, this
0: brought up so that leaves Lucas
1: but <laughs> Hannah's basically like him no he's a pipsqueak <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's so like well you know Mona's talking again so maybe I can get some info out of
0: her and Spencer's like well we've come we circled back to the black swan mm-hmm. yeah you know, uh we still don't know what's up with that and uh i'm trying to remember i don't think they talk about melissa yet here because just as they're talking about the black swan melissa suddenly turns around in the background Mm -hmm. and like it was cleverly shot like you didn't realize that was melissa and veronica in the background there yeah yeah. (laughs) until they turn around melissa's like hey like did you want whatever like to go and spencer's like oh yeah fine Well, it's
1: just, it's an interesting deceptive shot because you've seen so many of the scenes where the four girls are out on their own Mm -hmm. at the grill discussing the various fucked up shit in their lives. And it's like, presumably Spencer came here with her mom and her sister to pick up dinner and take it home. And Spencer's like, yeah, sure. I'll sit here and like finish off one quarter of a brownie if you gals before I go back home and eat dinner. Sure. Yeah.
0: I should have mentioned who the director of this episode was an old friend of ours, friend of the show. Not really, but uh, Roger Cumble. Yeah, yeah. Of tr- Cruel Intentions fame. Uh, and there are a fair amount of moments in this episode that they're framed well, and they kind of, they play on that, like, unexpected appearance in the background. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of a theme in this episode.
1: I mean, director-wise, he's no Chad Lowe, but Roger <laughs> Cumble... Uh, he, might go ahead and, a, he might have a future ahead of him as a, as a director. We'll see. Yeah, I'm
0: go ahead and rank Roger Cumble above Chad Lowe on the directing <laughs> Totem Pole.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Roger Cumble, we're making him an honorary uh, Rose Watch PLL2 member. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So the,
0: once Melissa turns back around, Hannah's just like, I see she's back to a size, too. And we well, know that she faked her pregnancy for a while, so maybe she's a black swan.
1: Well, let's talk about this for a moment, too, because there's a great moment here where... Like, Spencer's just like, you know, blah, 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 you know, let's go back to our shit here, gals. But, like, the other three are kind of, like, taking a good, hard look at Melissa there, you Mm -hmm. know. And then that's when Hannah's just like, wow, like, Melissa looks good. She looks like size two, skinny good, like Black Swan, skinny good or whatever. And I always like that Hannah really leads the charge mm-hmm. on the the Melissa's. It, the Hannah doesn't villain. like
0: Melissa. I don't know. No, think. she
1: hates her apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and
0: Spencer's just like, what Melissa fake her pregnancy for that long? That's crazy. You
1: what know, well, she says, <laughs> she wouldn't do that to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> what it's always fascinating too is because Spencer will be the first person to tell you how Melissa's quite possibly like an appendage of the devil Mm -hmm. until somebody else brings up that a Hastings member could be evil. And then Spencer's just like, what are you talking about? Like us Lannisters have to stick together. You know,
0: Well, it's like, Oh Spencer, you think your parents didn't already know how Mm -hmm. cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're all plotting against you. So Uh,
1: then this happy little moment is interrupted when Jason fucking dealer walks in, walks right up to Veronica and just yells, Did you really think you could avoid me for that long?
0: In the middle of the restaurant, kind of not totally making a scene. Like, I feel like Veronica Hastings has, like, just anti-making-a-scene force field around her, you know? Like, she just automatically shuts it down. She's just like, this is neither the time nor the place, you know?
1: Yeah. But, yeah, but Jason's the kind of... Jason. This is, like, the unstoppable force meets the immovable object, though, because, like, Jason is all brash scene-making...
0: I don't. I don't know if it's fair to call Jason an unstoppable force. Though. You're right. You're I, right. Yeah. Jason I mean, kind of sucks.
1: He's he, he's well. He's her polar opposite in every way. Whereas mm. Veronica's polished and, and erudite and professional, Jason is like a clumsy, like shambly, like the filthy okay. mess. Because he's just like, like, how the fuck could you be defending like the guy who murdered my my sister? And she's just like allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> everyone deserves a competent legal defense. And then he gives this crazy look to Melissa and then back at Veronica. And he's like, are you sure that's the only reason?
0: Well, and she's just like, why don't you just let the process play out? Uh, and so he storms off and Spencer follows him outside. And well, no,
1: But everything about Jason, though, is this like reactionary like mess. Because she's mm-hmm. just like, Jason, you need to take care of your family. You need to take care of yourself. And he's just like, oh, don't worry. I am. (laughs) Yeah, then he storms out.
0: And so then Spencer follows him outside and he's, like, posting a flyer advertising a $50,000 reward for any information on the disappearance of Allison's remains. Um, And I I like that the the photo in the flyer is the same photo that was used for the missing flyer that was up in the pilot. Right, right. That's funny. They had that one picture. Is that
1: the same photo used for the, the giant, like, picture at the funeral, too? No. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, Spencer goes running
1: after him, uh, wearing bright red pants. Mm. Um, and she's, she's just like, Jason, are you okay? And he's just like, no, but I will be. And he mm-hmm. storms off again.
0: And then Spencer gets the Atex that says, Imagine what I could do with 50 grand. Hey. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but this continues, and I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just one aspect of the show that I haven't been, Harping in on or focusing on for two two years and some change, but like I really noticed it last week's episode, and I'm especially noticing now. There's so much of uh, somebody says something and then storms off, mm. and then like leaving the other person the two hander to just like look at them and like emote as they as they yeah. walk away. It's very in a good way soap opery. Um, yeah, I
0: see there's what some you mean.
1: Ju- there's some juicy melodrama here. Um, but yeah, we ready talk about?
0: Well, just just imagine what A could do with fifty grand. Because who knows what Ace bankroll is? Yeah, really. Although she uh, she probably got some of that uh, dead old lady money.
1: Yeah, when she potentially killed mean old Mrs. Potter. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I you feel, think I feel, you feel think like when when, when a could Mona sell services on the side, just like do a job. I mean, like just. I eat, feel like
0: when Mona needs money, she just like plays a stock market or something. I I think she could beat it.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, just like. Like, uh, when Lisbeth Salander, you know, like hacks into that guy's stuff at the end of the yeah. guy, tattoo. And it takes her all of like 20 minutes. And she's, she's now a billionaire. I mean, I feel like both Mona and whoever this new A is, they probably that's don't nothing. need the
0: money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not, it's nothing to them, though. If they need money, they'll get money. Yeah. Um, but speaking of money and melodrama,
0: and A, Arya. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the, the next day. They're talking in the school hallway. Uh, and Arya's talking to Hannah about how her dad is, like, kind of dressing nicely and putting on some cologne mm-hmm. and whatnot. Getting a haircut, yeah. Getting ready for his date. And I like that Arya says, he smells like baby wipes. Which, like, I'm going to rock and destroy your world, Arya. Those baby wipes are for wiping his balls. <laughs> Just well, think and- about that and melt.
1: Arya is, is young, and I think, like... In her world, like, this means that, like, Byron's getting ready to, like, start hmm. a thing of Meredith. I think, no, this means he's getting late again. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to keep it. Yeah. Um hmm. Ella doesn't know yet about Meredith. And so, you know, it's one thing for her to find out that, like, Byron is just out dating. But it'll be another thing altogether for her to find out that it's, you know, Meredith that he's dating. And then, of course, Arya looks down the hallway and sees Ella. Laughing oh, and talking to somebody. We
0: should mention the outfit. Um, yes, please. It's uh just like a cleavagely leopard print dress. Uh huh. Um, it's like a I don't even know how to describe this dress. It's not. It's amazing. It's, it's not super skanky, but it's not conservative either. It's somewhere in the middle, but a little cleavagey, uh, and of course a leopard print. Uh, and then she has a giant golden butterfly around her neck, like this. I guess it's on a necklace, but that that thing's huge. It takes up like her whole like like you know, lower neck area.
1: I mean, I'm no expert on fashion, especially not like young women's fashion, but I would think there would be some kind of no no about mixing your animals.
0: That thing's like as big as her hand. I mean yeah. it's fucking huge, that it, golden butterfly.
1: It belongs on like a staff, like led into battle by like a, a branch of the Roman army, is what
0: <laughs> what it I mean it's
1: it's like seriously like Arya's strange standard for war. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Arya follows Ella to her classroom to see if she wants to get oh, dinner. Oh,
0: so, we should mention that Hannah uh tells her that it's it's better that Ella finds out from Arya about the Meredith situation than someone else. I just wrote down that's a little debatable. Like maybe she doesn't really want to hear about it from her daughter, maybe she'd like her daughter to stay out of adult affairs for once.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, was there any news that's been better because it came from Arya?
0: <laughs> the answer is no and yes. I,
1: I feel like if, like, Ella's favorite TV show has been preempted by a sports game, I wouldn't want to find out from Arya because she'll somehow <laughs> make it worse. <laughs> but, yeah, so she follows Ella into her classroom to see if she wants to get dinner, and Ella basically holds up some soup in a cup and she says, well, this is dinner. I've got, like, a pile of essays to grade.
0: Oh, and she starts uh, trying to make plans, like, oh, maybe we'll have dinners, you know, later on. But what are you doing this weekend? Oh, nothing. You don't have any weekend plans? Like, and she just starts to, like, give her mom shit for, like, not getting out.
1: Well, didn't you spend last weekend at home? Don't you just want to go out and be around people? And maybe have like, a girls' night out? I was like, well, first of all, I'm around people every fucking day, like, at work. And secondly, like, who are who's my friends? Like, they're all married. Yeah, I
0: was like, I don't have any friends who are single.
1: Yeah um and she says you know i just rather i just rather spend a quiet night at home with you and i want aria to be like there are no quiet nights at home of aria for i am the bringer of chaos
0: well and aria does that thing where she's like she's about to tell ella something she's like mom dot 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 concerned look never mind Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's when aria bails yeah and and she's just like she's like she bails like like builds all this up and then she's like okay love you bye and ella's just like yeah i love you too and then she's like well, watches aria walk out and it's like the look on hollywood comes to space is just like what like fucking fresh chaos has this girl just brought to my door
0: i feel like the the acting note that they always get whenever aria leaves a scene is like you smell a fart but you're not sure where it came from you know
1: And it, and it may be shit too and you <laughs> may it may be on you
0: yeah. yeah so she didn't tell El about Meredith. Later on, Aria is hanging out with Hannah at Hannah's place and Arya is looking through dating profiles on her laptop. yeah uh, trying to find a date for her mom
1: and and yeah she's she's over we'll get, we'll get it later, but she's over helping Hannah for crisis with Mona and Caleb. and Hannah kind of takes a break from her own drama to look at because Aria is not really helping Hannah. like she's just kind of like listening. Well, oh, they're the same person, her...
0: person, so yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. But like Hannah looks over at the at the laptop, and she's just like, "Why are you looking at pictures of bald fat men?"
0: The delivery of that line is so wonderful. Like, yeah, just it's so bitchy. She's like, "Why are you looking at pictures of but bald it's also, fat men?"
1: It's also very, like, in a very Hannah style, like very innocently blunt. Mm. Like, 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 like she's just straight up reacting. Why the fuck are you looking at these pictures of bald fat men, Arya? What's going on here? You know, and Arya is just like nonplussed. plus this, this, this is the best part, the second part of that. She's nonplussed. She's just like. What? I'm looking for a date for my mom. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's Hannah's okay. like, <laughs> Hannah's like, your mom's divorced. She's not desperate. But then she figures out, like, oh, you didn't tell her about Meredith. That's why you're doing this.
1: <laughs> I. Can we talk about some of these profiles that they click on?
0: Those are some hideous dudes.
1: One of the first guy is screen name GreenWine27. He looks like a straight up child molester. <laughs> and it makes sense because this is Rosewood. But this guy is super grosso
0: yeah um he, well, he's i mean all the men in rosewood scumbag
1: non-smoker yeah. yeah the next guy's username is rosewood romance and this douchebag is like straight up like his his profile pictures is him giving double thumbs up to the camera
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like these are all like crew members
1: yeah yeah well especially like as you as you continue one of them um but yeah, so Hannah points out, you know, like, like, right. So like, you know, Ella is a catch. She can probably meet a guy in person and not like one of these like local sleazes online. And that's when Ashley.
0: Well, Hannah out. is not about the online dating, but yeah. Aria thinks that it'll, it, she just needs to get Ella a date and then it'll be easier for her to hear about Meredith, you know? But yeah, this is
1: this is the path of like least resistance for Arya. Arya's not going to go out and physically get Ella a date because that's too much like time away from Arya's shit. That's my girl. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: then then Ashley walks in and the girls quickly shut the laptop. And Ashley's <laughs> just like, oh, jeez, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she's like,
1: no more secrecy, bitches. What's going on here? I yeah. love Laura Leighton. like, she's so dialed into Ashley there. Just like the reaction as she walks in, and these girls like nervously like like slam that laptop laptop <laughs> shut. Like Ella's like, the, or Ashley's the first one who's like opened their eyes to like one of these girls are blatantly being suspicious. Yeah, really. Um.
0: Well, oh, then so she forces them to open the the laptop back up, and she sees the website you know some disgusting like a middle-aged dude and she's just like should i be worried
1: his screen name that guy and they open up the laptop again his screen name is edit this real (laughs) which makes me think that yeah this is like a crew member and it's an inside joke but yeah the look on laura lane's face is perfect
0: it's like she she's just not sure how to process this she's like should i be worried like what the fuck is like what are you crazy bitches up to now
1: what makes it so perfect though is that she doesn't look at the two girls she mm-hmm. just keeps staring at the laptop <laughs> um so hannah says they're trying to find a date for ella and they they click through you know a few more different profiles and Ashley sees one and she's like oh he's cute and hannah's like he's got a unibrow
0: well and she's like sort of and i feel like hannah has a moment of horror and panic as yeah. she realizes that Ashley would probably fuck this guy
1: uh, Ashley looks very saucy when when she's just like yeah sort of um so then she says, you know, tell your mom to use mainline mate. It's a much better site. And then she bounces.
0: Mm-hmm. And Anna um, has another panic moment where she's like, oh my God, that's where my mom finds all the guys she fucks.
1: All these like, yeah, like, like wine enthusiast losers. Um, like where is, like, why isn't it just called like, like Rosewood You know,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and she doesn't bring those guys home. She just takes them to a hotel room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So later in Hannah's kitchen, you know, Aria is like finally, she's like, she's busting up that profile for Ella. And, uh, there's a, there's a great little moment here where she, she's like filling out the, the profile and the things. And it's all the usual like fake online dating bullshit. And she writes gourmet chef. And Hannah's just like, what? And Aria's like, what? She is in my house. <laughs> it's so it's, cute. Right?
0: What's well, so, uh, it's so her age for once for Arya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though she wouldn't realize that, but yeah, I love how physically close Hannah and Arya are in the scene. Like Hannah's, like uh, Arya's sitting down. Hannah's over her shoulder, basically hanging all over Arya the entire time.
1: Well, because um, this is this is right up in like Hannah's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would be more Hannah right now is if Arya was trying to give her mom a makeover. You know.
0: Yeah, but the, they're like. They're almost merging into each other. That's how much of a single unit they are right Or now.
1: slightly separating apart from each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then Arya writes in, Athletic. And Hannah basically scoffs.
0: <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Sorry, Ella. Hannah's just like, Athletic.
1: <laughs> she finds out to spit her drink out on the laptop.
0: Oh, so, I love uh, the uh, Aria starts brainstorming usernames. And the name she she pulls out i feel like these are actually like the well, names well, that Arya would use
1: it's a minor thing but right before that though after Hannah's scoffed at the athletic thing aria i love this line ranger she's just like what everyone has address on this thing i read mm-hmm. it in cosmo
0: yeah but these these usernames rosewood girl or art lover those are totally names that Arya would choose like art lover is probably like her aim screen name yeah
1: yeah yeah uh but uh, to just which like
0: rosewood girl 69
1: yeah, to which both of those Hannah proclaims lame and blame
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um so then Hannah suggests Hot Mama.
0: Hot Mama spelled M A M M A. I don't know why that annoys me, but it does.
1: Hmm. Mama. Yeah. Um so Arya is basically disgusted by that. And she's trying to get her mom, her, her mama day of a MILF and not a frat boy. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's just like, trust
0: me. Well, she says, Trust me, and then she she reaches over Arya from behind. And, like, types for her, like, they're practically one unit at that point.
1: Yeah, she's basically, like, resting her boobs on Arya's shoulders as she types this in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: But it's, it's a great moment, too, because, like, you know, like, minutes earlier, Ashley left the room after departing some wisdom and Hannah was, like, disgusted. And now Hannah is, you know, proving <laughs> that she is full-on Ashley's daughter.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I always
1: love. I always that when you ever see those moments because you know, Ella seems like a pretty sensible person, but I always love whenever they show that you know this is this is clearly where Arya got some of her crazy bullshit from. Uh-huh. I love when Hannah and Ashley you know reveal that they're familial you know, leanings.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess we could put the Ella scene here. This seems like an appropriate place to put it. Yeah. Um, Ella's at the coffee shop, and or actually the scene starts with Ashley. Ashley's just kind of like staring in the foreground off screen, kind of like cold looking and Ella like approaches from behind. It's another one of these shots. We've got a couple of them in this episode where some, one character approaches the other from behind Mm -hmm. and they don't see them at first. And Ella finally like says hello. And we see that Ashley's been staring at the flyer for Allie's reward. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, I think it's Ella who says it just never seems to end for that family. And Ashley says, or our daughters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you think for a moment like, here we go, like another mom summit. But uh, uh real, real quick, to what will become Emily's boss comes up and gives Ashley her takeout order, mm-hmm. and so Ashley, you know, she she breaks away from like the fucking drama, of the De family, and she's just like, so, are you meeting someone? A date? And Ella has this like weird laugh, like, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> but she says, I haven't been on a date since George Clooney was on ER, and which, now I feel old,
1: which is a very yeah, which is very like sad weird specific reference um mm-hmm. and so ashley's like oh i was hoping you might have met somebody interesting on mainline mate and Ella's just like ew what is that
0: <laughs> and ashley is just kind of like oh
1: here's here's another side note too it's that i feel like maybe like secretly like ashley's like a like a three percent investor or whatever to yeah really <laughs> <laughs> like this is her this is like 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 hannah's college fund you know she
0: just dumped all her money into it yeah <laughs> So then, uh, cut to you. Ashley's gotten some, a couple glasses of wine, you know, some white spritzers for Ella and now, herself. Have
1: they moved from to the grill? Or are they still out? I the know, grill? I
0: think they're, I think the coffee shop, like, serves wine, too. What, is this,
1: what I love about this, though, is that Ashley clearly went in there to get a meal to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she didn't leave. And now she's getting glasses of wine. She's like,
0: uh-oh, this calls for wine. Like everything else in my day. <laughs>
1: and I feel like the guy who runs this place is just like, oh shit, like Ashley Code Red. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the get the cab number like, ready, because we're going to have to send her home again in a taxi, yet again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ella is now looking at the profile that Arya has set up for her.
0: And she's reading it, and she says, hot mama loves Tango? I'm going to kill Arya. Yeah,
1: Ella... Ella wants to delete it, and Ashley's just like, "I wouldn't do that."
0: And then she oh, do, brings up, "Do you gotta know, look like, at the picture of the on the profile where it's like Holly Marie Combs has like her hand over her mouth in this like hee he pose? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, Arya?
1: <laughs> it's it's like a pose that like a like a Japanese schoolgirl would make." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Ashley's just like, you know that Jane Foster? Like she met her second and third husbands on this site.
0: Oh, yeah, she Ella wants to delete it, but Ashley's like, why don't you try it out? Did you know that Jane Foster met her second and her third husband's on the site? Which just makes me think of Thor.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Natalie Portman's using the site. But I want to point out that Ashley, that's a selling point for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, oh, yeah, I've met some good guys on there, too. Which is not easy at our age, because the pool we're swimming in is a lot shallower these days.
0: And I think it's Ella's like, well, there's lots of good divorced guys in Rosewood. And well, she says
1: half this town is divorced.
0: Yeah. but It's like, yeah, but they're all looking for uh, those young bitches over there. And then like cut to some young bitches.
1: Well, no, the, the, the way they like block this out, especially because you talk about the blocking a little bit where like somebody comes in behind somebody or you mm-hmm. know, character leaves. It's very, almost like the stage direction is like for like a soap opera. you like literally like a, all my children. But Ashley says to Ella, most of the men our age want somebody. And then she like looks over at these like two young blonde hotties, like gather on an iPad and finishes their age. (laughs) It's, it's it's amazing. It's perfect. Um, and I love to, it's it's finally like from characters on the show is recognition of like how the men of Rosewood all like lust after the flesh of the young. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean, we've seen that in action, but it's like finally like some of the women have been just like, this is weird, but all of the men are skeezes.
0: <laughs> and so then there's a nice little conversation here where Ella's like, honestly, like, I'm not really even thinking about dating. And, you know, she's just getting used to being on her own. And Ashley, Ashley feels that. And they talk about how Ella's like, I don't even know how to barbecue or how to fix a running toilet. Um, she, she had like a broken toilet and like the neighbor came over to fix it just because he was annoyed by the sound at three in the morning. And I like how Ashley. This is total Ashley mirror of line. She's like, "Well, you figure it out. Or you figure out who to call. To do it for you."
1: Like we just talked about, like the uh, like the the spin-off like on AUC Family, where like Holly Marie Combs plays like a like a new divorcee like teacher, mm-hmm. and like she has the meet cute with like the young like handsome neighbor, and he's just like, "Hey, can I fix your toilet for you? Because I'm trying to sleep." <laughs> And she's like, gosh, more wine.
0: Yeah. Um, and they talk about what they miss from their marriages and whatnot. And, and then Ashley gets like a like a text message from Mainline Mate. And she's just like, oh, here's another one. It's some it's some guy with a full head of hair who drives a red cor- Corvette.
1: And uh, Ashley's like, I'll share them with you. And I was like, no, thanks.
0: But wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so they kind of like laugh and resign themselves to this life, and then they—you didn't know—they just pound like a couple more boxes of wine, mm-hmm. like bottles of wine. And, I just, and like, then
0: Ashley goes and fucks this guy on top of his Corvette. Yeah,
1: though. yeah, yeah. I really do want to pitch this ABC family like sitcom. It's just like uh, like Rosewood After Dark, like mm-hmm. what, what the parents are up to.
0: <laughs> nice. So <laughs> later on, we're um, yeah, so back to our our star Aria. She gets a text from Spencer about aborting, the, you know, the current plan that they're running. Uh, she's which.
1: Sorry to buzz but we're going to, it's a part, it's a partial thing here because Ari is suiting up to go back out after, you know, taking a breather at home. We're going to get back to Ari's outfit because it's ludicrous. Well,
0: yeah. I just want to point out right now, she's putting on some brown leather boots that have these super long, like leather fringes on them. Yeah. And as we see, when she checks, the, when she checks the text message, you can see her nails. Uh, Her nails are painted like a bunch of metal studs. Like, you know, it's like metal stud bracelets. Yeah, Like, they're painted like that. The, the Bonkers.
1: The, her whole outfit is mind-boggling.
0: I, mean, I guess those would have to be, like, stickers or something. I can't imagine somebody taking the time to paint that. Arya, uh, Yeah, Arya. maybe. So, Ella comes in, and she's like, So, yeah, let's have a talk about that dating profile you made. And Arya's like, I can explain, you know, ish. And I like how Ella says, Part of me is angry that you inserted yourself into my personal life. The other part of me realizes that you're just trying to help. And I would be like, no, Ella, you should stick with the first part.
1: Well, it's like the the, the problem with this, Ella, is that you should know this young woman better than mm-hmm. anyone. Arya's not doing anything for your benefit.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> There's not a selfless bone in this girl's tiny little body. Um Yeah, so Ella reveals that she knows that Byron is dating Meredith and she's okay with it. You know, she's you know, she wishes that Byron would be dating somebody else, but
0: but they're they're split up and they're not yeah. together, so Which they're going to date. You know,
1: yeah, the thing the thing that's really important about this scene, it's never really spoken here, but it's a clear sign that this relationship is over. Mm-hmm. There is no jealousy. Like Ella is not longing for Byron; she's not like wishing to get him back. If they do something like like season five, where Byron and Ella get back together, I would be a little upset. I think, yeah. In Um, It definitely seems seems like it's over. Yeah, Yeah, this is done. And I think Ella's probably thinking secretly to herself, like, Arya, good riddance.
0: Well, I like how Ella says, you know, I'm not lonely or dying for companionship here. Like, you know, I've been married, like, or, you know, attached my whole life, my whole adult life. Like, this is my time to, like, be single as an adult. And and she's like, you know, can do you understand that? And Arya's like, yeah, sure. It's like, no, she doesn't. Like, Arya has no fucking clue what you're talking about, Ella.
1: No, not, not at all. Arya
0: would love to think she understands what it's like to be single as an adult, but she is not an adult.
2: Yeah.
1: The bit, thankfully Ella doesn't remind Arya that because mm-hmm. then just the gates of hell would reopen again out of this this tiny young person. Um Yeah.
0: <laughs> Arya, Arya says, well, I'll delete the profile, but Ella's like, nah, why don't you just leave it up? Let's just let's just see, you know, for fun.
1: Yeah. We'll see how this goes.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Hannah. Hannah has gone to Radley and she goes and signs in and she's like about to just like go walk over to see Mona. And the nurse is just like, Hey, Mona's not allowed visitors. Right. And I like how, while they have this conversation, there's like an orderly in the background watching everything they say. Yeah. Uh, and so Hannah, like, she's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to it anyway. And the guy has to, like, stop in front of her and like, you know, physically block her from entering the ward.
1: Well, there's a couple moments where here we're like Hannah basically tries like Queen Bee her way. Yeah. Mona. And the nurse and the orderly are just like, like, make it clear to her after a few attempts, this is not happening. This mm-hmm. That's not how this world works. This isn't high school or whatever. And uh, so finally, like, Hannah's just like, you know, like, how long is she going to be, like, unable to receive visitors? And mm-hmm. the nurse is like, I have no fucking clue. Like, I'm a nurse. She's lost place.
0: her... Mona's lost her visitation privileges. Yeah. Is yeah. The, the official word.
1: I like that little moment just because... It kind of like I think you see Hannah, the real person. Like you see, like the the curtain pulled back. This is the girl who's vulnerable sometimes. The girl who's mm-hmm. sad. has got a lot of issues going on. But it's like you kind of see like these are these are the resources that Hannah has called upon to become the queen bee. You know, like of, of the school. Like she can just like steamroll over a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to see, especially those skills, but also when they don't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, later Hannah's at home. She's on the phone. And she's talking to somebody, and she's like, "Was well, there nothing else you can do about it?" And, you know, Caleb walks in, then he's got. Well, this is I another
0: didn't... shot where Hannah's on the phone, facing away from the doors out to, the, like, the back porch. Right. And Caleb kind of, like, enters in, in, you know, the back of the shot and, like, sidles on up while Hannah's on the phone. It's, there's just very curious, like, it's slightly menacing. You know, it's not totally menacing because it's Caleb, but at the same time, there is that feeling of, like, there's somebody approaching behind you that you don't hear.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I didn't catch it. I'm, I'm only kind of curious because it's one of those things interesting. What were the tickets that he had gotten? Yeah.
0: So, understand. so Caleb shows up and he's just like, haha, I got, got us two tickets, you know? Uh, and this is just as Hannah's hanging up and the tickets are for, for Bonnie Oh, Okay. I don't
1: know what that is. Or bon Iver. Oh, oh, he says Bonnie Vare. Really?
0: Hannah says Bonnie Vare.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And, but she, Caleb's like super excited and Hannah's just like, eh. You know, like yeah. she's not really feeling it she's she's pissed that mona she's banned from seeing mona because some guy came to see her and she says seriously i'm going to kill lucas
1: yeah yeah and caleb is just like like he turns away from her at this point and he's mm-hmm. just like sigh <laughs> he's like you know fuck it it was me yeah but that's it was the nice thing about caleb. He, he's not gonna like beat her on the bush. she's not gonna be guilty for a whole episode he's just like yeah it was me um he, he tells wanted him he
0: wanted mona to stop messing with Hannah.
1: Well, I love the way he first talks about it. Like, he's like, I want to go see Mona. And she's like, why? And he's like, I need to talk to her about some some things, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? Yeah. But he said that, you know, he went to tell Mona to stop messing with Hannah and that she flipped the table and started acting like she Mm -hmm. was possessed.
0: Well, and Hannah's pissed because she's like, look, Mona's not messing with me. She's under 24-hour supervision. And Caleb's like, no, she is. You just don't see it. Like, Caleb's thinking, like like, mentally. You know, I think yeah. I think that's where, where he's coming from. He doesn't know about A. Well,
1: and, and to show their disconnect here, Hannah's just like, you need to trust that I know what I'm doing. And Caleb is basically like, bitch, please.
0: Well, Caleb compares it to like a pill addiction where he's, you know, he's trying to keep her from doing something harmful to herself. And Hannah's is just like, uh, disagree and Ren said I was helping. And Caleb is obviously not happy that she's like listening to some other dude.
2: Hmm.
0: But Hannah's well, he's, like, he well, says, you're kind of biased here when it comes to him, to Mona.
1: He says, "Uh, like, you know, like, why are you, like, listening to him? Like, a guy you barely know rather than me. And this is how people break up.
0: Well, and Hannah could just be, like, because he's a medical doctor. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Cyberwolf.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, just just once once these two characters have made this this distinction, this division, mm-hmm. like, this is how people break
0: up. Yeah. Um, well, Caleb basically tries to give her an order. Uh, yeah, but, and she's just like, "Stay out of it." And so he like, he bitchily throws the tickets up in the air. You know, he's like flicks them <laughs> up in the air and like walks off,
1: which is such a funny gesture, mm-hmm. like given to such like histrionics. Yeah, um, because she basically says, you know, like, like she knows that he thinks he's helping, but he's not. And yeah, you know, he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Um, so later is when Arya, you know, is over, uh, under the guise of helping Hannah, but really she's just, like using Hannah's laptop, and mm-hmm. Arya's just like, "Hey." Every couple fights, you both just need the time to cool off. And it's like, she says it's like such an even tone, like she really doesn't care. Like she, maybe she hasn't been listening to Hannah's like d- description of the fight. And Hannah's like worried that Caleb won't be cooling off anytime soon.
0: Well, it's, it's killing her to not tell him the truth about the new A. And so Arya's like, well, why don't you tell him? Uh, and you can tell Hannah wants to like keep him out of it, but Arya, Arya says that if, uh, if, it were Ezra in a similar situation she would tell and yet she hasn't
1: well but it's the way she words that though she says if it was Ezra I would I'd have to and it's like what does that mean because I was very curious about that line I'd have to um so that's when Ashley comes in uh and so later we're at Radley and Hannah this scene was both hilarious and mind boggling. <laughs> Hannah is sneaking past the desk nurse. Very easily. Staff.
0: She's like waits for the nurse to look when the other way and like walks right past.
1: She's like in a miniskirt. I mean, Hannah's looking pretty hot in this kind of like, like, you know, like well put together outfit. Um, well, this is the one where it's like a
0: yellow jacket, like a white tank top and a miniskirt. I mean, it's not exactly unobtrusive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. But like, this was like a video game. Your character would be wearing all black, like hugging the walls and like mm-hmm. doing like, stealth mode. <laughs> it's just kind of like, like, this ain't no thing to her. Like, mm-hmm. sneaking past like these morons of the mental institute, the high security mental institute. This is nothing to her. She's all the time. Um, so then she finds, she comes around a corner and she's, after she's ducked a couple staff members, she sees Ren in a hallway meeting with, oh shit, Detective Wilton.
0: And he's basically, they're having a little confrontation because Wilden has a court order to see Mona. Like, cause Ren is like, you can't see her. And, and Wilden's like, this court order says I can, you know? And so Wilden just like goes off to talk to Mona. And then Hannah's just like been watching this and like Ren walks right by and sees her. And well, Hannah's like, Ren oh, says, I'm kind of busted.
1: Yeah, Ren says to, to Wilden, like, how long are you going to be? And Wilden's like, as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Ren kind of like, he's in the hallway. Like, so if Wilden presumably, because Wilden kind of walks off camera, if Wilden were to turn around, he'd see Ren. But, you know, Ren's then at this point where he sees Wilden. He sees, like, you know, Hannah hidden there in the shadows. And then we hear Wilden, like, off camera be like, hello, Mona. Remember me?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, as uh, so cut to later on, this is that after Ren spotted Hannah. It's, they're talking in, I don't know, like the cafeteria or whatever. It's, like,
1: it's a common room or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and he said, Ren says Wilden's still talking to Mona, and he's talking to her about Allie's remains.
1: Yeah, and Hannah wonders why, because Mona wouldn't know anything about that. And and couldn't, have, Ren, couldn't
0: have been her, because she's locked up.
1: And Ren's like, you know, judges don't issue court orders without good reason.
0: Well, and then Hannah does this move where she she puts a hand, like, Ren has his hand on, like, the couch or whatever. That, the back of the couch. The yeah. Back of the couch or back of the chair. And Hannah places her hand on top of his, and he's like, is there any way you could just sneak me in there? And it's and, it's interestingly framed because you get the hand in Hannah's face in the same shot. And then, the, like, like, Ren, like, pulls, the, you know, withdraws his hand away. And it's like, I'm sorry, I can't help.
1: But it's, it's, it's almost as if, like, this definitely had an effect on Ren. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, because I dislike Ren, I guess, certain, so I would oh. have presumed his first reaction would have been like, oh, you know,
0: but, uh, I like Ren. I mean, he's a total sleazeball, but I like Ren.
1: He's, like, everything sounds good in that accent. Um, and so he says that he can't help because he's already been reprimanded by Mona's primary doctor for extending the visiting hours. And Hannah's just like, I didn't know you had done that. And he's like, I didn't think you needed to know. <laughs> um, which is a good reminder because they did bring it up in the first episode of the season that Ren is not Mona's doctor.
0: No, he sings out there.
1: Yeah, he's just a guy who. Finds bizarre, unnecessary reasons to keep visiting. Wasn't it like
0: he volunteers like every month, but for some it's reason like, he's like there all the time. Three days a month, but yeah, yeah, he's
1: there all the time. Um, especially more so now. That Hannah keeps coming, but yeah. So mm-hmm. he basically says that he reason he thought the reason he did that is because he saw Hannah and Mona and he thought they were connecting.
0: Mm-hmm. So liar meet up time. We're gonna put it here. Seems like the best place to put it. At Spencer's place. Meet up at Spencer's. Interesting exterior shot of Spencer's there. I'm not sure if we've seen that angle before, um, but inside Hannah's kind of filling them in four and one on the Wilden situation, and mm. and they're like, well, if Mona knew we were at that grave site, we'd all be in jail, you know. Well,
1: it's it's kind of funny. Is the other girls are just like pondering, like, whoa, if Mona like you know knew this blah blah, and then Spencer, who's kind of like hunched over in this very like i don't know what you'd call this pose this demeanor of spencer she's mm-hmm. very primal here she's hunched over and she just she just cuts him off with we would be in jail right now
0: yeah. and so hannah's like we need to find out who the black swan is and we need to know why melissa lied about her pregnancy yeah uh, and spencer's like why would melissa want to torture us and hannah says because he made out with her fiance and broke up their engagement was and it kind of, like, like, in the back, Ari and Emily just kind of nod slightly, like, mm-hmm.
1: But Spencer, I love Spencer's reaction. She's just like, uh, yeah, but that was just me.
0: Yeah, why would she want to mess with you guys? And so they point out that Melissa knows that they have that video in Allie's room and that uh, she fits a costume for the Black Swan. And so Spencer's, like, fine. And she, like, reaches over and picks up some keys, which I assume to be, like, Melissa's spare keys. Or something, yeah. And Spencer's just like, I'm going to Philly.
1: Well, the, the moment there is really interesting just from, uh, like, the way they squeeze out these little flourishes of, of the acting is that, like, uh Bell, sorry, just kind of, like, turns away. And it's one of those things where it's, like, you can tell there's, like, a whole, like, storm of conflicting emotions, like, mm-hmm. passing through Spencer, you know, as she's, as she's thinking to herself, like, secret, like, ugh, reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she picks up the keys and she, like, holds them in one hand and she turns to the girls and she just says, go into Philly.
0: <laughs> so interlude in Philly. We see Melissa exiting her condo. it looks it's like a pretty nice place. I wonder how much that would cost. Um, and she, she walks down the street and, and the condo is kind of like raised up. It's not quite like a second story, but there's like stairs, like kind of, you know, it's like, a, it's an elevated entrance, like six feet elevated. And I Where's mentioned that like be, a, because like below the stairs, there's like a, a lower level area. And as, as Melissa walks away, we see, all the liars sand spencer kind of like peek out from behind
1: it's a very cute like like old style like uh uh I don't even know, like, like film noir, yeah. like lady detective kind of thing, where they all just kind of pop out. They right all open.
0: peek out from below the staircase that they're hiding under to watch Melissa go.
1: Yeah, and then so Hannah pulls out her phone, and she calls Spencer, and she's like, the eagle has landed. No, I'm mm-hmm. She says uh, Melissa has left, and Spencer, we see, is outside of like a, like
0: a theater or something. It's something with a marquee. It's probably like a movie theater.
1: Yeah, she's presumably there to meet Melissa, and she she tells Hannah to to, to be safe, to wait till Melissa gets to Spencer, and then Spencer will then text you know them and say... Go for it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Hannah says, "Roger that," and hangs up.
0: Well, then Arya is just like, "What?" Like, "Roger that," and Hannah says, "What? We're on a mission."
1: This uh, is one of the things I love about Hannah is because they they always paint Hannah like she's the dumb blonde in the group, but like some of this like uh, like secret ops detective stuff, like Hannah's all she, on board.
0: Yeah, she's always willing to kind of throw herself into the in the intrigue. You know, yeah, she's dressing yeah. up like she's in a Hitchcock movie. Uh, when she had to like go rescue Caleb from the PI that one time,
1: yeah, yeah she, I mean, she Hannah, gets into it. Hannah's basically like, "Look, I'm the blonde in the group. I should be the fucking femme fatale here." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so later we're on that stoop outside of uh, Melissa's place, and you know Hannah's frustrated because it's been twenty minutes and there's still no text from Spencer. So. Emily wants to keep waiting and kind of in between the two of them is Arya, who's just like, yeah, Spencer's going to text us any minute now. So we might as well get that text, you know, inside.
0: Yeah. She's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go in. Yeah.
1: Arya's outfit now. It's like a patterned top on, underneath like what, what looks like a hot pink bra. Well, I think the
0: top, I think the top is just, um, it's almost like Ned. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it's like, it's like a hot pink. Uh, Yeah, it's black
0: net over, like, a hot pink undershirt.
1: She's wearing these acid-washed jean skirts, black nylons, and those outrageous fucking cowboy boots. Like, Like, super fringy. Super super fringy, yeah. Yeah. She looks like a teenage truck stop whore. (laughs) I mean that in the most endearing way possible, but... I, I, this is one of those outfits, like more so than other ones, where if I was going to school with Arya, I would not be able to take my eyes off of her in both a good and terrible. Well, and they're
0: way. just like, "Hey, Arya, we're gonna go break into Melissa's condo," and Arya's like, "I've got a costume for that."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So they they go in, decent snooping. Uh, Emily takes a book off the shelf and looks through it, and they're going through like drawers and looking What's at mail very, and
1: the the books. Is it me? The, the, the books fascinate the me. Covers they all have the well, same
0: yeah. cover. It, Oh, And they they seem to have uh, matching bookends. Yeah, like yeah. all the all the books are kind of bound in the same kind of like white and blue pattern. There's no nothing obvious
1: fine to tell you what these books are.
0: Yeah, it's just four books with the uh, matching bookends and they're just sitting on like the mantelpiece and it's, I I would love to know what these books are. I mean, seemingly they're all a set.
1: Well, it's clearly that one of them is Melissa's copy of the King in Yellow. Mm-hmm. The other is Necronomicon. I mean, we found it out. Yeah. But uh yeah, so Aria volunteers to go check the bedroom. They're going to look for medical records and anything with a date on it. Aria, this is what's very suspicious. Aria is in that bedroom for like maybe three seconds, and well, she's like, "Nothing in there."
0: In in the interim, here we cut to Spencer. Spencer gets a text from Melissa. The text says, "Forgot my wallet. Be there in 10. Also, so,
1: Spencer's top looks like a disco ball.
0: That's true. Yeah. So Spencer texts the girls. I'm not sure whose person I It's a. I presume it's, an it's Hannah. iPhone is that Hannah?
1: Uh, I think so, yeah, because she yeah. has that funny case, but I think it's it's uh yeah,
0: but the the phone it starts vibrating, but it's in the purse, which they've set down on like the coffee table. So none of them notice that they're getting a text from Spencer good planning, guys, uh, yeah, don't keep that phone on you when you're doing your little black off here, yeah, um, but yeah, so then Aria like closes the door and says there's nothing in Melissa's bedroom. It's like, <laughs> hmm, that's interesting,
1: yeah, it's it's very weird, um so. They're going through Melissa's papers. Like they find like her car insurance. Emily finds a receipt that shows that Melissa spent $900 on boots. <laughs> and Arya's like, no, those I want to see.
0: And Hannah's like, I want to find her fake baby bump. Yeah. It's kind of like a crazy look on her face.
1: Well, the other girls are just like, Jesus, Hannah. And Hannah's just like, what? Like, like, like you bitches aren't thinking of it. And if you mm-hmm. want, like, why aren't you thinking of it? So she goes to the closet and she flings the closet doors open.
0: And the closet's, perfectly organized and like all the hangers are like exactly spaced apart from each other and yeah. so hannah says oh my god she's even more anal than spencer i
1: didn't think that was possible she says mm-hmm. then she does the thing where like you 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 part the hangers like you fling the clothes to either side
0: and there's all these perfectly organized shoes behind them and they're like yep. beyond that there is a like a boot shelf mm-hmm. like like this is like
1: a display case at a store and like the boot shelf is lit, like there's little lamps. <laughs> this is, I kept thinking to myself, I don't remember season one or something like that. Whenever they they're, were, they're were talking about how how Melissa is working on
0: her condo. Yeah, like
1: was this what they were doing? Were they, I think, think so. This? I mean, she, this is where you would hide, like like a safe. But she's got fucking
0: boots. She had to design like the ultimate closet in her condo. And they're like, they're just like, yeah, Melissa really is even more anal than Spencer. In
1: any other kind of show, like this is where the gun turret would be, but no, mm. it's just her, Melissa keeps her boots, which makes somehow makes her like both more villainous to me, and it makes me love how shallow she is.
0: Exactly, yeah. And so I think it's either Emily or Arya suddenly looks outside and sees Melissa walking by. Uh, and they're just like, oh shit, like everybody hide. <laughs> and Melissa, Sorry. like, Melissa stops for a second to, like, talk to a neighbor or something. And they're. Which is
1: more insidious. Yeah.
0: They're scrambling to put stuff back. And then one of them, like, knocks over. Yeah. Like, a.
1: Uh, she knocks over. I don't know what that is. Like a candy dish or makeup thing or something. But. It,
0: it, a lot of, like, I think paper clips or something in it. They have to, like, pick everything up and put pick it back. And, yeah. Uh, Melissa
1: is walking with the calm pace of a Terminator.
0: Mm hmm. They, they barely make it to hide inside of the closet that they had just opened and, and get the, get the clothes back in place and shut the doors when Melissa walks in. And I like how Melissa immediately spots that book that Emily took off the shelf that she forgot to put back.
1: It's on the coffee table. And so she, she goes like right to the closet where the girls are hiding and she opens the door and she flings the hangers apart. Well, there's some,
0: some cool shots here. Like as you, you see her put the book back on the shelf and it's, shot through the closet like through the slats in the closet right. door uh yeah and then she she flings the doors open and like pushes the clothes aside and the liars are all ducked down in like one corner yeah. like barely out of the way uh it's it's a neat shot where, it's a
1: very cool shot because they are they are just like inches from being seen by
0: her yeah but melissa doesn't realize it because all she's looking for is like this one coat that she has at like her wallet's in she just pulls the wallet out and leaves
1: yeah so yeah she leaves and the girls exit the closet basically just like a like a woof, that was close, mm-hmm. you know. They decide to get the fuck out of there, but then they notice a garment bag from the costume shop in the corner of the closet.
0: But I like how they like they unzip that uh that costume bag like as if they're ready to pounce on it, like depending on what's in it, you know. Yeah. Like they like unzip it in a hurry and like all like kind of jump at the same time. But there's nothing in it. Uh except for at the bottom, Arya finds a blue black feather.
1: Yeah. Which how fitting is it that is the one who finds a feather? Mm-hmm. Um, so later the girls are all together and they're showing Spencer the feather found at Melissa's, you know, how it mas- matches the one found at the masquerade ball in the end of season two. Yeah,
0: Hannah had the other feather they found at the masquerade ball. So they have two feathers, the birds of the feather, and they match.
1: Well oh, Hannah's just like, Hey, if the feather fits, you know. And Arnest like, Hannah, it's shoe.
0: If, if the, the shoe, shoe fits. fits. Well, and Spencer's like, We're still just guessing here.
1: Well, Spencer's like, she's like, does a thing where like, she's like rubbing her chin and she's just like circumstantial, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but Spencer, you know, she agrees to go back to Philadelphia to get to the bottom of this, to confront Melissa. And the girls are like, we're going with you. Like you're not doing this alone. Melissa is dangerous. Or
0: she could be dangerous. If she's a, she's dangerous. So no, you're not doing it alone.
1: So, you know, she thinks about it for a moment. She's like, well, fine. Emily gets off at eight. We'll pick her up and we'll all go together. Mm -hmm. So. Girls have a couple hours to kill, and then it's time. uh
0: So, in the interim, Hannah calls Arya at home, and she says Caleb's on his way over, and she's going to tell him. uh You know, she's she's ready. She's going to tell Caleb about a And then it, it's interesting, like intercutting here. It keeps cutting back yes. and forth between yeah, Hannah uh, and Arya. And Hannah's like, she gets a text, and she's like, "Oh, that's probably Caleb. I got to go. I'll call you back in a minute." And then it like Hannah hangs up, but then it it cuts again to Arya. Who, like, is just, like, looking twitchy and impatient, like, come on. Well,
1: she, kind of, like, looks down at her phone for a moment. It's very, Mm -hmm. it's a very strange, most likely it was, like, they had, like, an extra 10 seconds to to fill, you know, in the airtime or whatever. But, yeah, it really makes Arya look kind of suspicious.
0: Well, and just, like, impatient, you know. Yeah. Just, like, whatever, deal with your boyfriend, give me the details.
1: Well, but it, not even that. It's like, does you know Arya doesn't give a shit about anyone's life mm-hmm. but her own. Um,
0: Yeah, so. Well, I don't think it was less about finding out what was up with Hannah as much as like like she was talking to Hannah and something has interrupted her. Yeah. And so she yeah. would like that to resume as soon as possible.
1: Well, like, does does Hannah not realize that Aria' time is like precious? Mm-hmm. Um, so the picture that Hannah gets texted to her is well, a she picture gets, of
0: a. Well, it's an A text. It says, I'm everywhere, Hannah. A. Hey. Yeah. And um, then there's a picture that goes with it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a car accident, and there's a bunch of like emergency service people. And on the back of one person's coat, you see Montecito EMT. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's looking at her face, just like, well, shit, that
0: can't be good. Yeah. And then Caleb shows up, and she's like, hey, you're right. And he's like, well, actually, no, my mom was just in a car accident. You know, and <laughs> she's okay, but it was really lucky. And Hannah's like, this was in Montecito? And Caleb's like, yep. And, you know, it's weird. My mom said she felt like somebody was trying to run her off the road. And Hannah's just like, ah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't um, tell Caleb now. You know, like, that's that's the message that Hannah's received, is that, like, she was about to tell Caleb, and then A was like, hey, guess what? You better not.
1: Just just for fun, I think I'll point out that the only person who knows about the situation with Hannah is uh, Aria. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... He he, Caleb said to her, you know, anyway, you said you had something you want to tell me, right? And she's just like, she actually says, well, I thought I'd be able to talk about it, but no, it's not really a good time. Yeah. And he's just like, well, what the fuck? Like, you know, first you say you're hiding something, and now you're telling me you can't talk about it?
0: Yeah, this just basically starts the fight all over again. And he's just like, there's no more A. I don't know why you're lying to me, you know? And she's like, I can't say I just need to drop it. And he's like, I can't, you know?
1: Yeah, he has, is this about Mona? She says, no. He starts to walk away, and he tells her that he feels like she's been pushing away for weeks, and he kept hoping that it would go back to normal, but he can't do this anymore. And so she's like, well, be patient. And he's like, oh, I've been nothing but fucking patient. Yeah,
0: met um, my limit. Um, yeah. And he's like, I only ex- feel like I only exist in half your life. You need to give me something. And she just, like, she just stares at him silently and like starts crying. You know, and it's just like silence. Great.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's um, <laughs> because the, the classic Hannah move, like she can't lie to him. She just says nothing instead. Yeah. And she just like watches like the relationship burn down around her, but she can't say anything. Yeah. And so he's just like, I'm done, Hannah.
1: And so she asks if he's breaking up with her, and he walks away. It's kind of the, the reverse of Caleb's entrance into the, mm-hmm. the episode. He walks to the room of her door, or door of her room, and he has his back to her. And now the camera's like face, like Caleb's like staring at us. And we see Hannah over his shoulder. And he says, you know, you're hardly giving me much of a choice, are you? And he
0: leaves. Caleb out. Caleb um, out. So there's a little more there. I think we should pick that back up to closing. Let's talk about yeah. Emily.
1: Yeah, so we're at the Rear Window Brew, and Emily has apparently been hired to work there, and she's meeting for a new boss. Uh, Getting who's, trained. Who's telling her about the cappuccinos and the frappuccinos and the Americanos. He says,
0: we have assorted Americanos. You do know what an Americano is, don't you? And I would just want to say, do you know what an Americano is? What sort of a, assorted Americano do you have? <laughs> That's kind of weird.
1: But yeah, Emily's going to be a barista. Uh,
0: I mean, Americano is hot water and espresso. I don't know what an assorted Americano-, Americano is. I don't
1: know. But the the guy is like every stereotype of like a person who works in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's ludicrous. Uh and then fuck. In walks Nate St. Germain.
0: In walks Nate Saint Germain. He says, Hello, I'm Nate Saint Germain. I don't know if he says that or not, but he's Maya's cousin.
1: He just he's- says, Hi, I'm Nate, I'm Maya's cousin.
0: Yeah. I've been been looking for you like I uh, you called your mom. She said you were here. Uh, he, he wants to talk. And I guess this whole plot lines about Emily kind of, you know, coming to grips with their grief or whatever. But anyway, so he'd he like to talk to Emily about Maya. And Emily's like, well, it's kind of my first day on the job. Yeah. So maybe I'll call you later.
1: I've literally been working for five minutes. now. Yeah. And he, says, and so well, he
0: very quickly expositions that he's moving to Rosewood to go to Hollis College. And Emily's like, well, Maya never mentioned that. And he's like, yeah, it's because I hadn't got in yet when she, you know, died.
1: Yeah. Um. So he says that he was really looking forward to hanging out with Maya again, but obviously that's off the table. And Emily gets interrupted by her ridiculous boss when some blonde
0: chicks come in. And he's just some, like some yoga the, bitches come in.
1: Get the gluten free biscottis, getting ready to go. You know, whatever. Well,
0: the way this guy pitches it is is though like get ready to do some upselling, Han- or Emily, you know, like okay. like as if working at a cafe really requires a lot of like salesmanship.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: like like you need to know like those yoga bitches, like the gluten free biscottis.
1: Oh, I would love if like this is the same yoga bitches that uh Ashley and the uh, <laughs> later referred to. Yeah. Like these are just like the resident yoga bitches who hang out at the uh, rear window brew.
0: So later on, Emily meets up with Nate Saint Germain. He says he lives in a studio near college because dorms aren't his thing,
1: which is weird. Yeah, uh,
0: and he he shows Emily a picture that Maya sent him, and it's a, it's a picture of Emily with like some some of that like stupid crap you can put on. She's making like you can this, use like, like an like, app to to put like kiss marks and stuff on she's it. She's
1: making like like duck kissy face, like it's like a duck kissy face selfie. It's got, like, some XOXOs and some misuse. This is basically, like, some, like, like proto Snapchat shit.
0: Yeah, and why exactly Maya would have sent that to this dude? Well, I this don't know. This is a very
1: weird thing to show a family member, like, oh, this is my new girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. this is not the photo that you introduce anybody into your life with. But, uh, yeah, so she was like, oh, yeah, I-, I remember that photo perfectly well. That's when I sent it to Maya when she was in rehab.
0: Mm-hmm. And Emily, which
1: which is another terrible thing on Emily's part, like XOXO miss you (laughs) while you're in rehab.
0: Well, Emily mentioned, she's, she's tried to get in touch with Maya's family, but it's been a no go. And, and Nate's like, yeah, they're pretty shut down. And, you know, the funeral is small. It was family only.
1: Well, he, he makes one comment too. He's he's very weird because he says that, you know, if, uh, if the parents hadn't threatened to send Maya back to rehab, you know, she'd still be here right now. Um, and then he, and then Emily's just kind of like, yeah, you know, like I feel like they kind of shut me out. And then he turns this, it's very like, you know, like, like, you know, you, you can't blame them, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, and then then it, Emily,
0: Emily says, like, well, you know, I never got to say goodbye. And Nate busts out like something that was delivered to Maya's family a couple weeks after the funeral. And he's, it's like a little like rats package. And he's like, uh, it's for you. And it's inside. It's a t-shirt. With a poster of the movie that they went to on their first date, Emily and Maya.
1: I walked up a zombie.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a like a it's like a tank top really. It's, with, it's a tank top, yeah, with, with a
1: note on it that says "For my M, love you, girl."
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's just more weird grief feelings for Emily well, to deal with.
1: It's especially weird because Emily smiles and she's like, "Oh, this is the movie we saw on our first date," and then she actually says, "We didn't see much of the movie because you know, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge." And then Creepy Nate Saint Germain is just like sounds like my kind of first date. The scene goes off the rails, weird, really.
0: <laughs> that it sounds like my kind of first date. It's like that's your cousin.
1: <laughs> that's you that's your cousin and her lesbian girlfriend, you yeah. creep. Um but then again, Emily did steer it into the uh oh, we didn't see much of that movie if you know what I mean, buddy. Oh, that's mm-hmm. on my finger. Um so later at the grill, uh, Emily and Nate are talking, and...
0: He mentions that he was a swimmer, too. All state, I think, is what he claims or something. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then there's just, like, this really lame-ass story about how the the family used to all... The extended family used to get together at Stinson Beach, and all the boys would want to swim, like, to, like, the dock and back, which is, like, a mile each way, but... And Maya, like, tried to... She, she was determined to do the swim with them, but, like, after, like, two seconds, she failed. And got in a canoe instead and just rode with them. And, and he's like, and she got there first. Like, that's impressive or something. Like, like you beat somebody in a canoe who's swimming.
1: Yeah. And so this was, uh, this was like, this became the ritual on I mean, these like, like summer vacations, or whatever. Every morning she would row in a canoe beside them and they swam, which I just wrote in my notes. Maya in a canoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was on point too that uh, you don't know a lot about the, the cuisine at the apple rose grill i think you presume it's some kind of fusion thing i think i think they
0: call it new american traditional
1: but it seems like at times like they're ordering what would be called vaguely chinese food Mm uh like there's egg rolls they serve obviously like big dessert brownies but the beverages that these two are drinking here they're drinking them out of fucking mason jars (laughs)
0: like it's shabby chic
1: yeah, I mean, it looks like Emily's drinking some kind of, like, uh, like fruity lemonade or whatever. I don't know what she's drinking. But whatever Nate St. Germain's drinking, it looks like piss. <laughs> it's like a gross yellow color. Maybe of, it a, is. Out of a mason. Uh,
0: so after telling that extremely lame-ass story about how Maya was so great because she rode a canoe. Well,
1: oh, and then he kind of just, like, stares off into space for a moment. Yeah.
0: And he's like, oh, I, I gotta go. And he says, you uh, know, Maya talked about you all the time. You were her first love. And Emily's like, thanks, you know, like, do you have her parents' address? Like, I want to send her something. And yeah. it's like, well, I don't have it with me, but I'll, I'll get it for you later. And so he, yeah. he bails, and then Emily notices that he left his look behind.
1: His book, yeah. Uh, we forgot his to mention that.
0: titled The Blenderer.
1: Yeah, which he was reading this book when she came up to meet him on the park bench in the previous scene. But, yeah, leaving your book behind, classic move.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So later, Emily meets Nate at the brew. I think it's she's getting off work at this point. Um, she returns the book and he's just like, Oh yeah, hey, uh I forgot her parents' address in my car.
0: Yeah, I forgot yeah. the address in my car, but you know what? I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna be mailing a package to your parents. You want me to just mail that letter you wrote to them? because uh, apparently Emily's like written a letter to Maya's parents, and so she's like, Sure, you know. But I mean, I don't know, it kinda of pisses me off. Because it's like
1: wherever the hell he's parked that he might as well have said, I forgot it in my pocket.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: rather than me just like click click and there it is like it it's, it's right here in my pocket i, I think
0: the important detail is that uh, emily's given him the thing to mail yeah uh so
1: and she he, felt good because she finally got to write the letter she feels like she's got to say goodbye um and he says that he's thinking about transferring somewhere else he's having a hard time settling in at hollis and that everywhere he goes all anyone wants to talk about is maya's death which I find hard to believe.
0: Yeah, and Emily's like, well, you know, it's it's just the news, you small know, town. it's a small town. There's going to be a trial, so there's going to be more of that. But Maya wouldn't want you to leave school just because of her, you so, know. And Nate, so you exactly would want that. Well, then, yeah, because Maya was horrible. Of course, you'd want that. And then Nate's like, well, maybe you should take some of your advice. You know, you're gonna have to move on to move on from Maya too. And Emily has this weird look on her face for a while, and then she's like, Well, you know, if you do stay, you've got a friend. And Nate's like, Maya was a lucky girl.
1: Well, uh, there's a couple of very weird lines here. Like, they decided they're going to focus on how Maya lived, not how she died, which, no, you're not. There's a trial coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily's like, You know, like, losing Maya was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And Nate says, It turned my whole life around. Yeah. Which is so weird.
0: The fucking Nate St. Germain. Uh. You can tell we don't like this character. He's just, he's weird and, and I don't know, He his whole affect is off. It's yeah. like he steers into awkwardness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
0: for them to present him
1: as Maya's cousin, perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's just as horrible as she is. Uh, Maybe even worse, to be honest with you. Um, perhaps. So, then we but, have Spencer. Yeah, then we've got Spencer. Uh, cleanse the palate panning over some shots of like photos and newspaper clippings all related to Allison and and, uh, maya's deaths this is veronica yeah it it, but it's veronica it's not spencer i thought that was fitting because you you would think it's spencer doing all this Um, but it's actually veronica reviewing the evidence
1: it's a nice misdirection but at the same time though to me it's like you're a lawyer like You should have real evidence, not Mm -hmm. newspaper clippings. (laughs) It's one thing for Spencer to like go through newspaper clippings and present an evidence wall, but it's like you have case. There should
0: be more like police reports. Yeah.
1: You're like a lawyer who probably bills her time at like a thousand dollars an hour. Like you can do better um so spencer comes in in her red pants this is presumably like right after the incident with jason at the uh, at the grill and she asks if uh, veronica's seen that flyer that and lays it out Well, then
0: spencer pulls it out i like to think that she just like went and wrote one of those flyers <laughs> yeah
1: well of course she did where else is yeah. she gonna get that yeah um veronica's just like well of course i've seen the fucking thing it's like plastered all over town mm-hmm. um so spencer's like well do you think jason will get any calls and veronica's like yeah he's gonna get tons of calls most people trying to scam him out of his money
0: um well and then spencer this interesting way that spencer acts here she's like "Well, what's gonna happen to the person who took the body if they find him you know and you have to wonder is she just maybe worried about herself you know because they they could be implicated in the the body's snatching there so maybe she's just asking what might happen to her
1: yeah when we have mentions that you know you can get you can get 10 years for like yeah it's a felony um and then she basically
0: says that it'll be
1: really easy to build a case against the person, you know, for the murder who has the body. Um, and Spencer is like, so now you're saying that you think that Garrett is innocent, which is kind of what Veronica has been saying ad nauseum, like at least in the past episode.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, and so, yeah, so, like, Veronica's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, the next day, Spencer, she's in a hallway at the school, like, waiting outside Jason's classroom, which made me totally forget that Jason.
0: Well, this is like his. Like, bullshit, like, talk to at-risk students class or something, right? Whatever the the
1: modern, semi-modern equivalent of, like, D.A.R.E.
0: is, I guess. It's just, like, kids, you could end up like me. And they're like, holy shit, I'm not doing drugs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so the quote-unquote class gets out. and The kids leave. and They all head down the hallway one direction. And Jason's, like, walking out. It's, like, power walk the other direction. Spencer falls after him. And she's, like... Uh, like, hey, Jason, how you doing? Or how you been? And, you know, he's just like, I've been better.
0: <laughs> she wants to know if he's gotten any calls on his flyer. And she basically is like, I think you should drop this. And, you know, you don't want to have to deal with all these crackpots.
1: I was going to say Jason is kind of like, for part of this episode, he's kind of doing like his version of Dark Lucas.
0: A little, yeah. Um. Well, And so Spencer's like, well, I don't want you to have to deal with this. And Jason says, I can tell when somebody's lying. Can you? And he, he's just, he thinks that Veronica has, like, suspicious motives, other motives, and that Whoa, she's protecting the Hastings' name.
1: First, real quick, is, uh, you know, she's like, why don't you let the police handle this? And he's like, the police? Because of the great job they did of Allison's murder? <laughs> um, And then, so, yeah, he's just like, I can tell when somebody's lying, can you? And Spencer's just like, well, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> so it's, Jason thinks that the, Veronica's protecting the Hastings' name, and... And Spencer's like, you mean Melissa? And he just like doesn't say anything and walks away.
1: Yeah, I.
0: <sighs> yeah. Well, the next <laughs> time we catch it's just up, it's funny
1: with... because like there, there could very well be like a narrative of this story where everyone knows or realizes or suspects that Spencer's nuts.
0: Exactly, exactly. So the next time we catch up with Spencer is well, going to well, be hold it
1: real quick. Sorry, I don't mean to revise. No, no, There's keep a... cutting me off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's a moment there where, like, for him to walk away, he, like, I don't think the phone actually rang, but he, like, he stares at his phone, and he's like, I've got to take this, and he walks off. <laughs> and I was like, I I mean, maybe it was me, I didn't hear the phone ring. It's
0: it like doesn't a, really matter.
1: He's like, i got to take this, and he just, like, walks off, and, like, puts the phone in his ear, like, pretend like he's, like, talking to a call, or talking to somebody, and, like, Spencer just, like, stares off at him, just like, what the fuck?
0: So the next time we catch up with Spencer is after the the discovery of the other feather uh they've they've done their interlude to philadelphia so spencer's walking into her house it's dark inside in the kitchen area she flips on the lights and like suddenly there's melissa right behind her like turning around with a knife in her hand she's just like you want to help me with dinner
1: Yeah, she's brandishing this knife
0: melissa was just chilling in there with the lights off you know with with a knife whatever well, and Spencer's reaction is kind of like,
1: what the fuck are you doing here? I mean, I thought you were staying <laughs> in Philadelphia for the week.
0: Melissa decided to come back for her mom because what Jason did was humiliating. Like, you know, her mom meets Melissa now. Melissa's and then much menacing chopping of vegetables with that well, big ass chef knife.
1: Yeah, Melissa's like, this person lives right next door to us. Who knows what he's capable of? And Spencer's like, that's our brother, Melissa.
0: By the way, Melissa, you made out with him once.
1: Yeah, exactly, and possibly more. Mm. Um, yeah. So as Melissa is just like going to town on those veggies, Spencer just holds up the feather.
0: She can't help herself, of yeah. course. Yeah. She's she's just gotten at this point. She's just gotten instructions from the other liars. Like we're gonna do this together. Don't do it alone. And so immediately she runs into Melissa, and it's just like Feather. What do you know about the black swan? when do you lose the baby?
1: Yeah, yeah, and so Melissa instantly breaks down into tears and then runs. Well, first off she's crying. just like
0: she kind of like freezes, yeah, and then eventually, like when Spencer's just like, "When did you lose the baby? You know, who are you working for?" and Melissa like runs away crying and sits down follows. on the couch. Yeah, Spencer so she follows. follows
1: like, keeps keeps barking questions at her, and eventually Melissa says that she she lost it she lost the baby the day after she found Ian's body,
0: and she tried to tell Spencer after the funeral. But then that whole phone thing happened, where she thought that Spencer was sending fake texts from Ian's phone, yeah. and so that that was, she was like about to tell Spencer, and that happened. So then she didn't.
1: And Spencer's like, "Why would you fake being pregnant?"
0: <laughs> and because losing the baby and Ian was too much, and she didn't want the papers to know about that too. Like every, everything else about her is already in the papers, and she didn't want that in the papers too.
1: And Spencer's like, her her response is just like, "Well, oh, that's just dumb."
0: Yeah. And then Spencer's like, why were you at the ball? And, uh, and then, you know, behind her, you know, you hear the voice of Veronica is like, yes, I would like to know that too. Cause Veronica has just entered the scene. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this scene, I love this because this is for the first time, like, like, at least I think I complained about this last week, maybe the week before, too, is that Melissa kept, like, dropping these, like, crypto bombs and mm-hmm. then, like, marching off, and Spencer's just like, uh. Well, this like, is for the first time. Spencer's not letting it go.
0: Well, and she's being cornered by two hay scenes now. Yeah. Like, yeah, for once, easy. she's uh getting called to the witness stand and made a talk.
1: Right. So, when we come back to, to the scene, uh, Veronica and Spencer are sitting on that fainting couch across from Melissa, and Melissa's spilling the beans. She says that she got a package with the dress, the Black Swan dress, in it, and a note that said to go to the ball, or the truth about her fake pregnancy would get out.
0: So she was being blackmailed, and so and she she felt like she couldn't tell anyone about this. Right. Uh, so she wore the dress and went to the ball, and Spencer's like, "Why are you talking to Jenna?" And she's like, "Well, that's what the instructions said that I was supposed to distract Jenna, but then I saw your bitchy friends there, and I ran away." You <laughs> know.
1: Um. So Melissa said that she assumed it was Mona blackmailing her, but then you know later that night, that very same night, Mona went to Radley, and since Melissa never got another note, well, I think what
0: to her. I think what she means is that not not before Mona got arrested, but she assumed after. Like I don't think she's saying she already thought Mona was behind it. I think she's saying that she figured that Mona got arrested that night and she never got another threat again, so it must have been Mona. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, it's, tied it's up very, with all the other stuff.
1: It, that's that's yeah, basically how she's presenting. Mm-hmm. Um. And so having dropped all this, Melissa becomes Melissa again. And she's just like, well, oh, now this is out in the open. I hope we can put this all behind us. I need to go upstairs and lay down.
0: Yeah. I just hope we can put this all behind us. And then yeah. she just walks upstairs and, and then like a few seconds later, she's just like, mom, I need you.
1: Well, I I think like, because there's something about the tone of Melissa's voice there where like Veronica's like, okay, you know, and Spencer's just like, like, she, I, I felt like she wanted to turn to her mom and be like, you're letting her leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so Spencer, have missed her from the witness stand yet
0: Spencer's turned to Veronica now and she's like who else knew Melissa was faking uh, obviously Peter Hastings did and also Garrett and so Spencer's like so that's it that Garrett's blackmailing you with that information that's what you're and Veronica's this. like no that's not it and Spencer's like I will walk out of here and not come back if you don't give me a goddamn answer for once in your life
1: <laughs> I want her to, to like like have like a half finished glass, glass of scotch in her hand and like mm-hmm. throw it at a wall or something yeah so um,
0: Veronica finally reveals that Garrett's public defender had put together a witness list. And on that list was the P.I. that the Hastings hired to watch Melissa after Allison disappeared. Yeah. And he, he was going to be called as a witness. And, you know, Veronica. And so Spencer's like, then, then Melissa, you know, is involved. And Veronica's like, no, no, that's not the issue. She's innocent. But if a jury found out about that and the fake pregnancy thing, like it just would not have looked good. She would look guilty. And then Veronica leaves to go comfort Melissa and tells Spencer not to tell anyone. Like it or not, this is your family.
1: <laughs> um, so from that, we get a little montage. Uh, we're in Hannah's bedroom. This is my, she's just broken up with Caleb. So it, the shot starts off with, there's some like candles lit next to a picture of Hannah and Caleb together. And then we kind of pan over to the bed and like Hannah's got her head in Arya's lap and she's crying. And I wanted like, Arya's Aria's you know, just like,
0: they're, they doppelganger.
1: Well, like, like you know, Arya's like kind of like stroking Hannah's hair, and I wanted like in her other hand, like Arya's just like texting or something,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like playing Angry Birds.
0: They're um, texting Ezra, yeah.
1: Yeah, You're, like sexting Ezra, yeah. So then we get probably like, playing
0: like, like words with friends with Ezra, and like they're playing and like 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 playing filthy, like pretentious words, yeah.
1: Filthy words with friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like ovulate. Um, so then we see Caleb like just like, sitting in a chair by himself, staring up him. I think he's at the brew. It's hard to tell. The mm-hmm. point is that Caleb just—he's just like staring like into oblivion,
0: thousand yeah. yards there, and just dumped my hot girlfriend
1: with her. I walked a zombie. shirt. I mean she's holding it up in a way like those like weird shots where like a person would hold a dress and dance with it, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's very strange. Um, and then the end of the montage is Spencer is walking down the street and she passes by the De Laurentiis home, and of course he's always out there. Like Jason's on the porch. He's always on that
0: fucking porch.
1: Like there's no TV in that house.
0: Probably not. I feel like, Jason's like, one of those like he's t- like at the turn of the century. Jason's one of those guys who's like, I don't own a TV. Yeah, it's uh, but he's, a Jason's like rough night and Spencer says rough two years.
1: <laughs> um, he says that he's gotten over 200 calls to his tip line of people swearing they know who stole Allison's body and the suspects include everyone from Mrs. Welch to Obama to even Spencer.
0: He's like Mrs. Welch to Obama to you. <laughs> And Spencer's like, yeah, that sucks. I can't wait to get the fuck out of this town and go to college and get away. This dysfunctional town. Oh yeah, then Jason's, Jason's like, you can leave Rosewood but Rosewood will let never leave you yeah. whatever that means.
1: Well, I think that's that's probably very accurate for Jason's experiences, but mm. Jason's a massive fuck up and Spencer Spencer.
0: yeah. And then he he gets a text and he's like, oh you know I got some stuff to do. And he's like, you know, you're right. The flower's a mistake. I'm going to go ahead and withdraw the reward. And so Spencer's like, she takes off. And then as soon as she leaves, Jason pulls out a checkbook and he signs a check that he'd written. To, for made out to cash for 50 grand. Yeah. So he signs a check and then he pulls out his phone and makes a phone call. And he's like, I'll meet you in the parking lot in 15 minutes. So yeah. obviously he was fucking lying to Spencer about the, the reward issue. Yeah.
1: So Spencer she gets back to her place, she walks back to her place, just then a car pulls up and for a minute you can't tell who it is, like there's like headlights like shining in her face, and then you see tellingly there's like that third light, mm-hmm. the one right by the driver's side window, you know, the little spotlight thing. Yeah. And of course it's Wilden. And it's Wilden. Well this is
0: this is the entire exchange here. Wilden or Spencer says, Is there a problem? And Wilden says, How far away is your parents' lake house? Spencer says, Why? And he says, just curious. And he rolls off. (laughs) So obviously he's Will then starting to put together something in their alibi doesn't hold up. Yeah. Um. Perhaps after talking to Mona.
1: And Spencer's just like, well, shit. Mm -hmm. Perfect end to a perfect day. Um the A tag is I love this A tag. It's so interesting.
0: It's at an airport. You can hear in the background, in the announcements about like last calls or like last flight, uh, it's a Montecito airport. A is mixing up a little adult beverage. Looks like maybe it's like a vodka soda or something.
1: Or maybe, maybe a vodka soda. That, that would make a lot of sense. And I think we've talked about that why before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it could also be like a tea But this is uh, an airport bar, and A has a laptop open in front of them uh, with a, like a rally sanitarium profile from Mona.
0: And A is changing Mona's status to approved for visitors. Yeah. So Mona's now, once again, allowed to have visitors. And then A shuts the notebook, drops a 50 on the table, and just as the the kind of airline announcer saying, you last call for flight, whatever, uh, nonstop to Philly. Mm-hmm. So A is apparently, A's work is done in Montecito and going back to Philly. Now, here's an interesting wrinkle, and this could just yes. be a prop mistake. Uh, the notebook. Has a sticker on the back of it. It's obviously a MacBook Pro with mm. a sticker over the Apple. It's the same. It's it's Melissa's laptop. Mm. Uh, way back in the episode where Spencer stole Steals Melissa's essay, yeah. you can see what the the sticker on Melissa's laptop looks like. It's the same sticker that's on this laptop. Yeah. I feel like that's probably more of a mistake than an intentional thing. It could be wrong, but seemingly Melissa right now is upstairs at House Hastings. So and, she's not know, here. You know? Yeah,
1: we know that she's been in Rosewood. We physically, have, well, in Rosewood and Philadelphia, we mm-hmm. physically have seen her. Um, she wouldn't have had time. to. Fly yeah, it just would have been, it. been
0: impossible for her to somewhere but, uh, in the middle of that flight to Montecito.
1: The detail, and I could be reading this, it's, it seems like there's the, the booklet for the bill. And there's like something sticking out of it. So I don't know if that's like the actual receipt or if like the, the bill's already been paid. But then A, sets a $50 bill on top of the booklet for the check. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, that kind of the the inference was A has plenty of money,
0: plenty of money, and possibly uh, this A is an adult. Yeah, yeah, is either that or it's got a great fake ID because like that that's like a an older like baller move to get, like go go to the airport bar, get a drink, and drop a fifty. Yeah, that's not something you'd expect a teenager to do.
1: Well, and so you know, it could be Melissa's laptop. Uh, we're pretty sure Melissa, you know, like it's, it's gonna be hard to have been in two places on either side of the country at mm-hmm. once. It's probably not Mona because, you know, she's presumably been talking to Wilden there in the sanitarium. Maybe she saw her.
0: Maybe Melissa has an evil twin.
1: What? <laughs> um, presumably not even. Maybe it's Ren. Jason in a wig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it kinda, it, it kinda makes you like, really like delve into like who are your suspects like who haven't mm-hmm. you seen in this episode because presumably everyone you've seen in this episode well you know we didn't, didn't see able. in this
0: episode we didn't see ezra we didn't see byron we didn't see toby um
1: didn't see uh didn't see peter hastings didn't see peter hastings or uh, uh therapy and
0: didn't see therapy and yeah those are all potentials there
1: yeah
0: although toby i don't know if that guy has like 50 bucks to rub together <laughs> exactly. He's shitting in a bag. He,
1: he, he can't afford a plane ticket. Let's get real. <laughs> but tell oh, you yeah, know we also didn't plane in his life. We
0: also didn't see Jenna. Didn't, didn't see, Jenna. see Jenna thing. So there's there's some suspects. I I don't think Lucas could have possibly been the one doing that. Just because. Lol.
1: Yeah, I don't think the greatest fake ID in the world. He <laughs> shows that, like, them the fake ID
0: and they don't even look at it. They're just like, get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here, dark Lucas. You Pipsqueak.
0: Um so yeah that was it that was birds of a feather.
1: Really fun episode I thought.
0: Every once in a while we like Melissa finally gets cornered and she has to like offer up some information. Th- those episodes are all fun.
1: But she it it, it it suited her though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like she quickly like turns it into like a winning move. She gets the upper hand again. Well, now the, she is completely like suspicion free, I think.
0: Well, and the whole mystery of the black swan it turns out it was all misdirection. Which okay. I think this is what I all suspected from the season two finale anyways that Mona was trying to set up Melissa. Like, I think Mona, like, knew that there had to be an end game. Like, right. things were, things were circling towards a conclusion. And so she had to offer up somebody else as a. And so she tried to set up Melissa by planting the pictures of Melissa's costume in her lair and then blackmailing Melissa into going as a black swan all to try to be like, haha, Melissa, it just didn't work because Spencer sniffed it out.
1: Right, right. But like I think that we've seen that Melissa's the kind of person Melissa could very I mean she's very capable of being A.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. She's
1: absolutely capable of it. And I think Melissa's probably up to something. We don't know what we don't even can't even fathom what she could be up to. Oh, but for what sure. I what I love about this whole thing though is her being cornered by both Veronica and Spencer. Is that she's taking care of all of their suspicions now? You
0: know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
1: She's Mm -hmm. no longer a suspect of something. She can go do Melissa moves on the side now. Exactly. She's a victim in her mom's eyes again. She's gonna be like you know, like like doted on. Spencer's gonna go crazy after somebody else for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fun episode. The next episode, S three five, is entitled That Girl Is Poison. Exciting. Who's that about, Arya?
1: Everything about that girl was poison. Oh,
0: what were we supposed to look for in Chad Lowe episodes?
1: Uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, it was Chad Lowe's
0: movie. Was it somebody always leaving the scene? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because he he directs the next episode, too, so we'll have to pay attention to that.
1: But, I mean, I don't know, because we saw that happen a lot in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's more, I guess, like a writing situation. Yeah, it could be more writing. You were right, though. It It is an interesting framing of the characters entering scenes behind somebody else. Um...
0: It was like I mean, Roger it's, Cumble's move, yeah
1: it, yeah it's a nice it's a nice to see like Roger Cumble get work let alone you know bring a certain kind of chop to this show um who would be like of, of known TV directors like who would you want to see direct the show uh
0: I think Michelle McLaren would be a lot of fun that'd be wonderful yeah um that that one immediately jumps in my mind <laughs> but yeah that was a fun episode we will be back next time to talk about uh that girl is poison. Can't wait. So till then, have a good one.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.